0: much rhythm you have, so I'll clap my hands and you respond appropriately. For example, I do one clap. Okay, let's see how good you are. Amazing. One more time. Thank you very much. Thank you. The first time I was ever drawn to the drums, I was in the third, no, not in third grade. I was three years old. The third grade's when I quit playing. When I was three years old, I went to a high school football game with my parents and saw a drum line. I still remember the beat they played years and years ago. And then when the drum line left the stadium as they were going to the the yellow school bus. Rhythm. It's powerful. We remember rhythm. I mean, I don't remember very much when I was three years old, but I do remember that beat and that drum line. Rhythm, rhythm. I started playing the drums. My parents bought me a little set of drums, kind of a cheap set of drums, and mom thought it would be good if I took some drum lessons. I'm severely ADD, ADHD, and everything else. I've never been diagnosed, but I know I am, and when I took drum lessons, this drum teacher tried to teach me to read drum sheet music, eighth notes and 16th notes. And after about three or four weeks, I said, Mom, I just wanna sit down on the throne of my drum set, grab my sticks and bang on the drums. I do not like drum sheet music. Well, in the third grade, yeah, the third grade, I convinced my third grade teacher to allow me to set my drums up at the cafeteria and to play a drum solo for the entire elementary school. I still remember that tune, that beat. I've never progressed since the third grade. I was a decent drummer in the third grade, pitiful now. But I I love the drums, I'm mesmerized by the drums and there's something again just infatuating about rhythm. Maybe you're here or you're maybe at Miami or maybe you're at Salina Prosper, maybe you're in Fort Worth or Dallas, maybe you're in South Lake Keller, maybe you're watching online. And you're going, you know, that's my rhythm, Ed. I've got the blues. Maybe it's your first Christmas without a loved one. Maybe life has you down in the dumps. Maybe just maybe you've just come out of a toxic relationship. Maybe you're fresh off the heels of a divorce. A lot of depression. A lot of people singing the blues during the holidays. Others, maybe, maybe this is your beat. I mean, we don't know it. We can't hear your beat, but this is your beat. <clears throat> Wipe out. Wipe out. Life has just beat the fool out of you. I mean, you are wiped out. <laughs> Stressed out, overcommitted, overstimulated, over the top. Wipe out, you're saying. That's me. I'm wiped out. I'm done. I've had enough. I'm done with my marriage. I'm, I'm, I'm done with this situation. I'm just, I'm just, it's just... It's just Life has beat me up. Others here, I would say your rhythm would be like, I don't know, a solo. A solo. A drum solo, so to speak. You're playing your own set. You're sitting on the throne of your life. You're running the show. You're living large and in charge. You have a white knuckle grip on the sticks, and you're playing your own beat. It's the last service so I decided I would just <laughs> I just blow it out the last the last service. A lot of people live that way, do they not? I march to the beat of my own drummer. I just made that solo up and we just kind of make it up as we go. I'll live like I want to live, I'll work like I want to work. I'll have that relationship like I want to have it and a lot of people work that way. Rhythm. How's your rhythm? We're made for rhythm. The oceans are all about rhythm. The seasons are about rhythm. Our Earth is about rhythm. The solar system is about rhythm. The universe is about rhythm. There's rhythm everywhere. Everywhere you turn, there's rhythm. Rhythm. There's rhythm to the way we walk. Some people have that you know, pimp limp when they walk. Others are kind of the crossfitters, you know, I have to show off the muscles. <laughs> then we have, you know, some people kind of walk like this. Everybody, everybody has a rhythm, the way they walk, the way we talk. Rhythm, rhythm is everywhere. There's a rhythm to Christmas. We do certain things, certain ways around Christmas. The syncopation of shoppers, the blaring of the bells, the... Carolers, relatives come in town. That's fun. We love our family. We really, really do, but that's interesting. And then we do certain things on Christmas Eve. Like if you're uh, kind of a bad person, you open your gifts on Christmas Eve. If you're a great person, you open your gifts on Christmas, right? You know, I'm just playing, I'm kidding. And then, of course, we do certain things. We'll watch football, or maybe we'll go out and roast a pig, smoke cigars while we're doing that. We have, there's a rhythm to, to, the, to the season, to Christmas. Then a lot of us have a rhythm that we don't really like to think about. But during times like this, we maybe come to a Christmas Eve service, we sort of think about the rhythm. I want to talk, for example, to someone who's single and you look back 2016 and see different dating relationships that maybe be ended in the deep weeds and maybe just maybe for the first time you're starting to think about that pattern and you're saying to yourself, uh, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm off rhythm because rhythm out of context can lead to chaos. Others here, Maybe your marriage is like one beat away from from being over. And maybe just maybe you're thinking about the pattern that has led you to this point. Maybe, Maybe it's because you're off rhythm. Maybe you've not been romancing your spouse or having that date night. Maybe you're leaning into an illicit relationship with someone you've met at work or at the gym, you're off rhythm. And you know if you continue down this path, being off rhythm, it's gonna be messy. Rhythm, we have a rhythm. We're either on rhythm or off rhythm. We're either marching to the groove or not. Christmas is a time of rhythm moreover, God is a God of rhythm. Have you ever thought about that? Our God is a God of rhythm. God started the beat back in the day because we have to remember God is crazy about you and me. His heart beats fast for us. He wants us to follow his rhythm. We have a choice though. We're not made like a little drummer boy or drummer girl, we have a decision. God doesn't force his love on you and me. That wouldn't really be love. We're not robots. We're created in his image. We're created with a choice. For example, I cannot talk you into becoming a follower of Christ because if I could talk you into it, someone could talk you out of it. That's between you and God. I can share the information with you, which I'm going to do, in the few moments that remain, but I can't make you do that. I've been married to Lisa for 35 years and no one has forced me to love her. I choose to do that. She chooses to love me. God, though, set forth this groove, this this rhythm. And, and man, read the history of man. We were in God's rhythm. I mean, we were, we were right there with his rhythm. But because we were made with the freedom of choice, because we're not a drummer boy, remember, or a drummer girl, man chose to do his own thing, to march to the beat of his own drum. And the Bible calls this behavior sin. Sin simply means missing the mark, it means missing the beat, and we decided to do things our own way, and that's where you have a lot of uh, the problems and the mayhem coming in in our world. I mean, am I the only one, or, or, or do you look around and go, wow, Our world is off rhythm, something is amiss, something is wrong, something is not hitting on all cylinders. Man has chosen to rebel against God and to march to the beat of his own drum. And throughout the Bible you see God being so loving and so patient, you see God is about to do something that is ingenious, he's about to give the world a new rhythm, the heartbeat of heaven, and that, quite frankly, is Christmas. But as you read in the Scriptures, God gave man the Ten Commandments. You've heard the Ten Commandments, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And those are amazing. I mean, the Ten Commandments? But the Ten Commandments show you and me that we cannot perform our way into heaven because we're off rhythm, I'm off rhythm. So, wow, we, we're in a difficult situation. Some people ask me, well, Ed, you're a pastor, you must be very religious. And I say, no, I'm not religious. They go, what? I said, no, I'm not religious. It's about a relationship. Religion is a man-made system of do's and don'ts in order to appease God. No one can appease God in and of themselves because we all fall short. God does say, though, if we live a perfect life, if we're perfect, we can get into heaven. But if we have one off beat, one time we're just oh, out of rhythm, we're, we're in trouble. So we see all of the people in the Bible pointing to this new beat, this, this new groove that God was gonna lay down and... What happened? God walked down the staircase of heaven with a baby in his arms. Mm-mm. 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 The heartbeat of heaven. I thought about a heartbeat. Mm-mm. It kind of sounds like Jesus. Mm-mm. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is God's unique groove. It's his beat, it's his rhythm that revolutionized the world. And that's why we celebrate Christmas, because we're, we're, we're drawn strangely to the rhythm of Christmas during this time. I want you to notice several things about rhythm. For starters, rhythm reverberates. It, 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 it reverberates, and you can see this, this rhythm, this, this beat that God put down in the town of Bethlehem, right? that he started rhythm, rhythm, rhythm. It reverberates around the world. I've had the opportunity to travel around the world. I've had the opportunity to speak to different people in different churches, all walks of life, all backgrounds. And those people who are followers of Christ all tell the same story. I was off rhythm. I realized that God set forth this incredible rhythm named Jesus who lived perfectly and died sacrificially and rose bodily, I turned from that and now my life has changed. So it reverberates. And the Bible says this in Galatians chapter four, verse four, but when the fullness of the, say it with me, time had come, time. You know, I sometimes try to put my time frame on God, but I can't. That's really uh, ridiculous because human beings live in four space-time dimensions. God is in another dimension. So for me to try to go, God, you're late, or God, why 2,000 years ago did you send Jesus? That's the finite trying to comprehend the infinite. God at the right time, drummers have amazing, impeccable timing at the right time sent Jesus, the rhythm, the heartbeat of heaven to be born in a manger, conceived by the Holy Spirit. I don't understand that. Born of a woman, we're gonna find out. He completely and totally identifies with you and me. We don't serve a sequestered savior, a detached deity. No, no, no. We serve someone who has been there fully God, fully man, naturally supernatural and supernaturally natural. When the fullness of time, when the fullness of the time, that right time had come. That's what Galatians says. Well, why that time? I don't know. Study history. Think about Rome, how Rome was connected to all of these different areas through streets and through, we would call them freeways. Think about the Greek and the Latin that was spoken all over the place. Think about the dead religions that were in effect and that were, that were on their, their last beat. God decided, boom, I'm gonna send Jesus to be born in a manger 2,000 years ago. But see, to God, 2,000 years, that's 2,000 years. To God, Four centuries. I mean, we try again to think of God in our terms and he totally blows that out of the water. So at the right time, God sent Jesus. And look at verse four, the last part of verse four, because not only does it reverberate, it also resonates. And, and that's why we're here today. It resonates, Galatians chapter four, verse four. God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under The law. God has been trying to drum this into our souls. The heartbeat of heaven. Jesus. God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. Jesus, are you ready for this? I talked about the Ten Commandments a second ago. Fulfill the Ten Commandments perfectly. Perfectly. Sin, being off rhythm, has to have a payment. Jesus became that payment for you and me, something that we don't deserve, all because of love. And now it gives us a choice to either respond to that or not. I mean, are you, are you white-knuckling those drumsticks? Are you, are you sitting on the throne of your drum set saying, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do? Or are you saying, you know, This Christmas, I see the rhythm reverberating, I see it resonating. I want to give the sticks to you, Jesus. I, I want you to run the show. I want you to run the show in my family. I want you to run the show in my thought life. I want you to run the show in my marriage. I want you to run the show in my dating relationship. I want you to run the show. God's pattern of rhythm for you and me is spectacular. It's astounding, yet we have a choice in the matter. So the rhythm reverberates, it resonates, and also, too, it regenerates. It regenerates. Look at verse 5. in you know, Galatians 4, 4, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. Jesus kept the law perfectly to redeem those. I need redemption. So do you. To redeem those, those, that's you and me, who were under the law, we realize good isn't good enough. Somehow we think that God grades on some sort of a cosmic curve. He doesn't. Good isn't good enough. After my best day, I still fall short. Good isn't good enough, but I like to say God is God enough. God sent Jesus. So to redeem those who were under the law, that we might, might, it's our choice, received the adoption as sons. I think it's cool, the word adoption. You know, Jesus' his father was not his biological father, Joseph, Joseph adopted Jesus. So if you're adopted, you're in good company. Also, the Bible says when someone becomes a Christian, we're adopted into the family of God. That's a cool phrase because in biblical times, you could disown a biological child, but you could not disown one that's been adopted. I think that's uh, definitely on point. So, you are where you are because of rhythm. Let me say it again. You are where you are. I am where I am because of what? Rhythm. Rhythm. No rhythm, no life. No rhythm. No life. I love to, you know, use my hands and I'm in the car. I beat on the steering wheel, tap my feet. Lisa always says, you're always moving. And I can't help it. I just just like to move. I like rhythm. And sometimes I'll play rhythm games with my kids, even though they're older. I'll go like. Do that. And they'll try to do that. Or now and then I'll give them something very simple like, they'll do it. I'm their father asking them, challenging them to match my rhythm. That is Christmas. That is what God wants us to do. He's saying, here's the rhythm. Here's the heartbeat of heaven. It's my son, Jesus. Match the rhythm. Match it. So, Jesus was born in a manger, lived perfectly, died on the cross for our sins, and then the heartbeat stopped on the cross. People were like, oh, the beat has suffered a major defeat. Jesus, though, was buried, and three days later, he rose again, thereby, once again, giving us an opportunity to get synced up with the heartbeat of heaven. Again, who's running your life? What kind of rhythm are you following? God has brought you here to to consider this, to, to make the decision, the choice that only you can make to follow the Lord. Sometimes, When I'm talking to people about a faith decision, they'll go, you know, I I don't know. I just just give me some time to think about it. And for some people, you know, that's that's cool. But for others, it's like, and I would say for most, what about now? Because you have an opportunity to get synced up to God's rhythm. Now is the time. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse two, the right time is now. Today is the day of your salvation. So the moment your heart stops beating for yourself and starts beating for the Savior, you're a new person. Hear that heartbeat? God's heartbeat is beating fast for you. It's beating fast for me. God's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. And he wants us to give him the sticks. He wants us to allow him to play the beat he has for every area of our life. My mother has been critically ill for the last several weeks and she's been in intensive care. Lisa and I have gone down several times to see her and when we leave her, we're not sure if it's the last time we'll ever see her. And she can open her eyes just for several seconds, close them. When I was there last with all the tubes and things, she couldn't talk and I walked in the room and I said, Mom, it's your favorite son. That's what I always tell her. And she, she opened her eyes, and I thought to myself, well, okay, she, she at least recognizes me, and my voice is so loud. Surely, if she knows, I'm, I'm there. So I was sitting there, and I see you, and I just decided to walk over and hold her hand. And I was just holding her hand and just thanking God for her. She's such an amazing woman, unbelievable. And so I'm kind of looking at her hand and I don't know, I just took a picture of us holding hands and I was thinking again about, wow, my hand looks like hers, a lot bigger, but you know, I'm her son and... So I thought, you know, she was just out of it like she's been most of the time. And suddenly she squeezed my hand three times boom, boom, boom. And that's our code in our family I love you. Three times, boom, boom, boom. And she was waiting for me to respond. And then I responded, one, two, three, four, I love you too. That is the rhythm of Christmas. Jesus squeezing your hand and mine. I love you. And he's waiting for your response. You either respond by saying I love you too or not, but it's my prayer, wherever you are, whatever you're involved in, if you're dealing with doubt, questions, pain, whatever, it's my prayer that you would take this step of faith and respond to the heartbeat, to the rhythm of Christmas. Let's pray together. As our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, I'm gonna pray a prayer and this prayer is a prayer that I prayed a long time ago when I got synced up with Christ and this can be your prayer. Again, whether you find yourself at one of our prison campuses, Miami, Fort Worth, Dallas, Salina Prosper, East Texas, You can pray this prayer and this will be your prayer. Maybe you're in the back row of this campus. Maybe you're watching online somewhere. Just make this your prayer. Just say this to yourself. God, I believe that you made me to love me. And I believe that love is a choice and I know that you've told me how much you love me. It's so obvious as I think about Christmas, as I think about what Jesus did for me on the cross. And, and Lord, I know that this rhythm has been reverberating, resonating, and now it's regenerating in my life. It is, it is cleansing me. It is changing me. So just say, Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. I've tried to do my own solo, my own drumming, my own way. And I just want to give my life to you. Yeah, I've got questions. Yes, I've got doubts. But I trust you. I ask you, Jesus, to take control of me. I want to sync up with you, Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me, this most profound prayer you could pray. God, thank you for the decisions that were rendered. Thank you for the hearts that were changed. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.